Welcome back to Calvary Chicago and WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Teresi, thank you for joining us here again on Calvary Chicago. And we now have round three of the new bishop-elects for the Archdiocese of Chicago happening November 13th at the Cathedral. We've had Father Bob Lombardo, Father Jeff Grob, and now we have bishop-elect Kevin Birmingham. Kevin how are you this morning? Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks, Father Greg and Mark. It's great to be with you again. And for, I, before I forget, folks, two days from now, sing? October 7th. Should we sing? No, I don't want to ruin, lose our listeners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Father Kevin Birmingham turns 49 on Wednesday. Am I correct, Kevin? That's right. The Feast of Our Lady of the Rosie. I'll finally be a 49er. A but 40, not, uh, no allegiance to the football team. No, please, nothing like that. Happy birthday. Early happy birthday, Kevin. And I Thanks know Kevin so well because we were together at Holy Name Cathedral. Um, Father Kevin Birmingham was the, were you, were you considered what we call the executive secretary for Cardinal Supic? The administrative secretary. Same thing, I think. I, all these fancy titles. Yeah, all these titles. And so we lived and we were down the hall from each other. Maybe we and, could uh, flip. Maybe we could flip this. And Kevin, you could tell us stories about Greg. <laughs> I don't think we have enough time, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kevin was such a joy to live with. Uh, Kevin, all the guys in the house say hello to you. They knew you were on today, and uh, they send their very best. And you are missed. And but also, uh, Father Robert Fedick has, has stepped in, doing a very fine job. Uh, but now, question we're asking, we ask of Jeff and also of Bob. What was the date, where were you, who called, and what happened? So I did listen to the two previous guests, and it, uh, the same day, uh, that Sunday, all three of us received the call, except I didn't get the call at 6 o'clock. I got the call at 5.58, so the news <laughs> deal was the one who called, as, as you heard from Paris. He was mm-hmm. probably just getting ready to sit down for lunch. And said, "Oh, I probably got to get this out of the way before I pour my first glass of wine. Who knows what he was thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he said, uh, "I have good news. The, uh, the the Holy Father is appointing you uh, uh, this uh, auxiliary bishop of Chicago." And I tell the Holy Father, "Yes." And I'm like, "Wait a minute! I didn't say yes." There <laughs> 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 was a pause there, and he and he, and he followed up with a question, right? I tell the Holy Father, yes, right? And so the, the image that came immediately to my mind was, uh, believe it or not, of all people, Bishop Ron Hicks, now, now over in Joliet. Uh, I remember Ron uh, telling us and sharing with us many times about his days at Munline Seminary in the formation faculty, and Ron said, when the Church asks you to do something, you say yes. So in that 62-second conversation, the one image that pops to my mind is the image of Bishop Ron Hicks and his uh, challenge to us to be able to say yes when the Church asks you to do something. Now, had you met um, the papal nuncio? You cardinal? know, with my with my work uh, with Cardinal Supic, our paths did cross several times, and certainly over, even over the phone, phone conversations, and and through email. So he's no stranger to me. So you knew uh, his voice immediately. Yeah, I know his voice right away. Yeah, which is most guys did not know his voice. In fact, uh, we've had other uh, priests on the phone from a couple of last years. They wanted to hang yeah. up. They thought it was a prank. Yeah, I had the benefit of knowing his voice, but I also had the benefit of just 
him calling, you know, in my former position with the, with the Cardinal, um, asking to speak with the Cardinal or looking for some information. So it's not uncommon for the nuncio to call my cell phone and, okay. and ask, for, ask for something. So I was just thinking, okay, I'm up anyways. You know, he's up early. Uh, what is it that he needs from me now? Well, he needed something. So he needed me. What was the first thing <laughs> that I asked uh, Bob and I asked Jeff? What was the first thing that went through your mind when you came to realize he's not asking for a favor, he's not asking for some information for Cardinal Supich, but would you be, except being a new auxiliary, what was the first thing that went through your mind, Kevin? So again, the first, the first person that came to my mind was Bishop, Bishop Hicks, and he's, he's telling us to say yes, he's encouraging us to say yes. Um, and then it was a numbness. I, I just really didn't know uh, really what was happening and it, and it didn't hit me really until the following Friday when it was announced. Um, I don't know if Father Greg or Marky were there, but on that on that uh, September 11th afternoon at 12 o'clock, we gathered at St. James uh, Chapel at Quigley Cashel Center, and we were saying goodbye to Bishop Hicks. Oh, uh, that's oh, right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Exact and, time and I was public. Yeah, and I was invited already because of my work. Uh, down the hall from him at the Quigley Pastoral Center to be a part of that, that goodbye liturgy of the word. And the three of us now were invited uh, a different, for different reasons. And so we walk out, to, the prayer's ready to begin, and something surprised me. All of a sudden we're getting ready to take our seats, and the people behind us, those in the, in the chapel, just started applauding hmm. for the three mm-hmm. of us. And that was a turning point for me, because I thought, this is real. It's the first time I think it actually hit me, uh, the, the, the full scope of what was being asked. But it was, for me, it wasn't so much about me as it was experiencing the joy, the real joy of the people, the people of God, in this case, those, those sitting inside Quigley. Um, and because of their joy and their happiness, I all of a sudden really started feeling, for the first time, I think, in you know, that whole week, a real sense of peace and joy as well. Good. Mm. Well, and, and that's what we had said earlier in the program, that there is a sense of joy. All three of our new bishops are wonderful priests, good people first, wonderful Great priests. priests. Yeah. And uh, you were a pastor for many years. Um, have you gotten any um, calls or notes or anything from the folks that you were pastor or you, that you served in parishes? That perhaps is the most surprising part to me because there, there's so many that have come uh, wishing, uh, wishing me well and, and offering their prayers from different parishes, and some of them would say, "We saw this coming," mm-hmm. which which blew me away because at my heart, I'm a pastor, and that's all I ever asked to be in the church to serve God's people mm-hmm. in that way, have that relationship. Um, but they said they saw something uh, in me, and even priests would would call. They said they saw something in me where they, 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 they noticed I had the heart of, of, of a shepherd, mm-hmm. and, and that's what our church, uh, that's really what our church needs right now. You know, Kevin, you and I talked many times when we were together at the cathedral during breakfast, lunch, or dinner, whatever it would be. No, not dinner, because you, you don't eat dinner, you eat breakfast and lunch, that's why you're so thin. And all you <laughs> kept saying to me was, when your time ended serving with Cardinal Supich, you're going to go back and be a pastor. You said that to me a thousand times. So your time ended with Cardinal Supich. Instead of being a pastor, 
you were named to the ministry, I think it's called the Diversity? Um, yeah, the, the Department of Parish Vitality. Oh, Vit- Vitality. The Fire Center. Right. The Pastoral Center. And I thought to myself, when you and I talked, saying, well, you're not a pastor yet, and you're going to give it one year, and then go back and be a pastor. And all of a sudden, the papal nuncio gives you a call. But now you will be pastor, but in a completely different way. And, and, and Kevin, among us brother priests, this was no surprise you're, you're a priest at heart, a bishop at heart, in terms of all you want to do is love people, serve people. We were elated about the selection for you. And you're by far the youngest. My gosh, you're only 48 to be 49 on Wednesday. We thought, no, you know. And also, people don't know this, when I, arrived, when I was in Niles College Seminary on the faculty, I arrived in 1985. 03. In 1903, <laughs> on the faculty. And then, Kevin, you gave me a call to enter the college seminary in Niles College. Was it 1988, roughly? So it would have been 88, 89, that's right. And they gave me a call. But then when you were coming to Niles College, were you coming as a junior? So I, I uh, just finished, I graduated from Quigley South High School, and that was when you and I had our first conversations around Niles College. And to be honest, I was so convinced that that this was uh, this was the vocation God was calling me to mm-hmm. in my life, that it scared me, and so I, I ran away from it for a couple of years. So I went to Loyola University instead of to Niles College Seminary uh, for those for those two years, just to really discern and make sure it's, this is part of God's plan, part of God's will, not not the will of a Kevin Birmingham. Um, and so, so you and I had those conversations, and it was probably hard for you at first to know that I wasn't going to come to the college seminary right away, but it was something that I think that I spiritually and just just emotionally uh, needed to do before uh, re-entering the college seminary um, as a junior, which is still part of Loyola University, of course. And I don't know if you remember this, Kevin, who was the pastor that preceded you um, at maternity? That you? Uh, go, go on, Mark, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Who? What was his name? So, Father Tom Pelton. Yeah, oh, yeah, and and I remember. I think it was was that his funeral that uh, you were pastor then, right? I was. Yeah, and in I remember fact, we were in I, the. I was on a I was on a, on a car driving down to uh, to New Orleans with my brother and my mother. We were going to take a cruise to the Caribbean, and uh, just north of Memphis, Tennessee, I get the call from the secretary that Father Tom had died, and I knew at that moment. The car had to go right to the airport, and I had to fly back. Mm-hmm. I needed to be a pastor to the people at that moment. So I did. I, I flew back and, and helped the, the community grieve and mourn and, and celebrate, really, his life. And actually, our conversation, you probably don't remember it, but our conversation was the nature of priests is you guys do wonderful work and ministry every day of your life, and when you hear about it, at your funeral. Uh, yeah. And I thought, what a wonderful moment for you earlier in your conversation to say, you're hearing what a wonderful priest you are now. You know, you don't have to wait till you're dead, dead yeah. to hear about it. You're good stuff. And, uh, yeah. and, and I thought, what about your classmates? What was their reaction? And so, in fact, this morning I was supposed to have breakfast with Bishop Alberto Rojas uh, of San Bernardino. Mm. Uh, Today? Today. I was, <laughs> my vacation plans were, were to go to the West Coast for this week. I'm on vacation this week. In fact, I'm sitting out here um, at a fishing trip in Western Illinois watching five deer 
uh, grazing in the prairie just across the line city. Well, so you're not in but, Chicago this very minute right now, Kevin. No, that's why I asked to be put on last because I, I knew this, the, the time difference. I would, need, I would need certainly a lot more coffee uh, West Coast time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, because of the, the travel restrictions to some states um, as hotspots for Chicago, I had to cancel those plans um, because I didn't want to have to come back and self-quarantine for for, for 14 two days as mm-hmm. we prepare for the ordination. So. Oh, that's interesting. And even if I can just go back to what we were talking earlier, it's now coming back to me when you were at Quigley, you know, I talked about Niles College, and you still want to take some time off. I'm now recalling saying to you, Kevin, you are always welcome back here at the college seminary because you had this fear that if I don't start as a freshman, I'll never be accepted back as a sophomore, junior, senior. And I said, no, no, you know, discern and pray, and we were in contact. But it's funny, that conversation from over 30 years ago is now coming back to me. Now, I remember that conversation. It's true. You were always very gracious, very kind. And you always had the door open, which is still what you do as a pastor. Yeah, you, know, you, you, you leave the door open for people to enter and to enter into that relationship, which is which is so powerful, uh, a staple of your ministry, Father Greg. You all, and, then, and Kevin, you're such a joy to have lived. You are so missed at the cathedral. But now, do we only have about a minute left, Kevin? That is, uh, upon your being named a bishop, and with November thirteenth, the actual celebration. Are you going to be put in charge of a vicariate, or what's going to be your ministry moving forward? So it appears that uh, I'll stay in my current role as the director of the Department of Parish Vitality and Mission uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, and then we just wait and see what happens then after that. And residence where? Uh, currently I'm at uh, Our Lady of the Holy Family, the uh, Notre Dame site, mm-hmm. uh, in the Little, Little Italy area. And uh, I plan on staying there for now until until um, the assignment changes. The assignment changes. And who knows? Again, who knows when that will happen? Well, this has been just a joy talking to you. Do you have any big um, plans as you become bishop? To do, will you be visiting parishes also? Or I mean, I can't see you not being involved in parish life. Kevin's a pastor at heart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a challenge. I, I currently, I, for the last six years, uh, have helped at St. John Bertrand Parish in Logan Square. I mostly celebrate the Sunday Mass. I see that continuing, and it's a community I'm, I'm grounded in right now. It's a oh, wonderful. I gather and pray, and, it, and it, it's, a, it's a life, spiritual life source for me right now, and I'm, I'm just grateful to Father Pat Marshall, uh, who's a pastor there now. Tell Pat I say hello. Continue to allow me to, to, to be a presence to that community. That's you've always, great. You've always been very humble gracious <clears throat> priest, Kevin, from day one, even from the seminary days. But need to bring this to a close. I want to thank in a very special way Bishop-elect Kevin Birmingham, who celebrates his 49th birthday on Wednesday. Kevin, thank you for joining us. Our prayers and support are with you. You'll be a tremendous auxiliary. God bless you. I'll see you November 13th at the Cathedral, if not sooner. I want to thank in a very special way co-host Mark Teresi. Thanks for joining here today, oh, Mark. It was a joy. Again. What a joy. Great work of our producer, Vince Gerasoli, our great work of the engineer, Michael May. History was made today. We were live streaming. Who else is there? I can't see that. Oh, Javier Garcia. Javier and also Brian Brock. And so uh, thank you for joining us here today on Catholic Chicago. May God bless all of you. For this Thursday, Go Go Bears. Bears. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. 
You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.